It's 11.06 on WSIC News Radio. You're listening to We're Just Sam with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. And we are streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, all points in between. Good morning, Senator Sawyer. Good morning, David Coble. How are you doing today? I am excited that it's almost over. It is almost over. We are very, very close to being done with the primary election season, which in our area is pretty much the main event. Correct. Uh, for election purposes, November generally anticlimactic in our area, except for, you know, national races and things like that. But uh, maybe the little governor's race, you know, um, statewide. But yeah. uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how things shake out. Uh, early voting, hot and heavy, um, and uh, candidates standing out in the rain. And the, of course, it's been nice yeah. this week. But yeah. it's, they're standing out there, uh, passing out begging. their stuff, making their case, begging for the vote. Begging for votes. But it's almost done. Yeah, I know. It is almost done. And thank God I'm not one of those candidates out there begging for <laughs> Votes. I'll tell you, I've been watching. Yeah, you got off easy. I did. I did. I haven't always gotten off easy, but this time I'm grateful that the uh, Republican uh, Party is excited that I'm their candidate for the District 37. So. And obviously you didn't make anybody mad enough to try to go out there and you know, run against you in the primary. I so. was close, I'm sure. At least they were threatening. <laughs> I'm, I've always heard that I'm going to come get you and you're going down and ex-senator ex and how dare you, you nasty, mean old woman, vile. <laughs> but I've done a really good job on getting some other people mad on Twitter. And it was actually this radio show that got me in the hot water. Ooh, we will look forward to that foreshadowing of our Rated X segment that, there towards the end of the show. It is, it is. So uh, thank God forbid that I have an opinion about a candidate and uh, actually point out facts. So yeah. Shame. shame, 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 shame on me. <laughs> so speaking of candidates, I know that you um, there's a lot of polling going around, yeah. releasing a lot of articles and things like that. So um, as we did a stretch, you found an uh, had a, uh, some interesting polling that came your way um, on some uh, first the presidential race, yeah. also the uh, uh, governor's race here in North Carolina. So um, bad news for Nikki Haley in the poll. I know. Well, you know what? Honestly, I thought it was going to be a little worse. Because the way that people are, at least in my circle, talk about it. Um, but it wasn't terribly bad. Now, the numbers that you guys can go look at this, too. Uh, Capen Consulting actually posted these. And disclaimer, uh, Capen does help me with my social media. Um, so I'm a little partial to him. But he, uh, that group put out this polling. And so you, can too, can go look at it uh, on the Twitter or on the X. The X. No, what's that Twitter on anymore? On the X. 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 Um, but so the poll was taken. In other words, people were called from likely Republican primary voters. That matters. Mm -hmm. You don't want to necessarily have Democratic voters who are, you know, answering to a Republican poll. And it looks like old Trump is way up. Yeah. What was it? Uh, 64% to 36%. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, which is, which is honestly very, pretty consistent. If you look at polls coming out of South Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, which I believe the South Carolina primary is tomorrow. Right. Yes. Um, and so, which is interesting, a Saturday primary, always interesting to me, but, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of South Carolina. Cause you got to think that, you know, if, if, if Trump comes out big and South, which all indications are that he, yeah. that he will, you know, it's still kind of tough to continue the fight. I mean, I get the, you know, we've talked about it here before about, you know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. Oh, I think she's fantastic. I, yeah. You know, I, I, all the hate she gets, I find a little bit strange. Yeah. Um, it, it always seems interesting to me how, how, you know, 
in a Republican primary, you know, how much your people are willing to go after other Republicans in, in the race. But I think she's, I think she's, I think she's also, but you know, it was, it was always going to be a long shot. And obviously that poll for North Carolina makes it the same, but you know, the issue, you could look at a case for Super Tuesday, um, staying in until then, but all indications are Trump is going to be well, the, the nominee. So. In her defense, I think mainstream media keeps Trump's name front of mind. That is just no way you can block or get through that noise, right? It is Every time I look at something, it's Trump. It's Trump's sneakers or it's Trump's lawsuits or it's Trump's this, Trump's that. And you just really can't get your voice heard, even though she has had um, some success on uh, in the debate stage and, you know, a couple of interviews. She's done very well and held herself very well. Um, it's just a Trump party right now. It is. Well, and I think that, you know, the the, you know, honestly, I think that all of the people who have been suing Trump uh, the attorney generals and everything like that who have, who have sued him and everything like that really, I mean, ought, that they really ought to be in-kind contributions yes. to the Trump campaign yes. because the only thing it has done is not only solidify his report, but uh, his support, but also brought a lot of people into the fold that are just like, look, this is fundamentally unfair. Mm -hmm. I might not be inclined to agree with Trump or like Trump or anything like that as a Republican or whatever, but I see them doing these things and somebody steps back and says, wait a sec, this isn't right. That's right. not fair. I and so it's it's like, so yeah, I'm going to support him because, you know, all you people are going after him. Um, you know, this ruling uh, that came down um, against him in New York, 300 yeah. and some odd million for, uh, for there was no crime. There, there was no crime. There was no crime. I mean, you, 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 you know, you, you literally had a judge look at people and say, well, yeah, the bank that, that you valued your assets for mm -hmm. and came in and said, we were okay with the valuation and you paid back early, you paid yeah. on time and even said, if you, if he ever wants to do business with us again, we will gladly do business with him again. A judge still decided, oh no, no, that you um the the tortured logic that well they lent him this money based off this valuation, which meant less money to lend to other New York businesses. Ergo, there were victims of the crime, so therefore you have to pay the state $340 million. It's tortured, it's ridiculous. And the fallout from it is is like you yeah. have a bunch of investment people and things like that saying, We're not gonna do business in New York anymore. Well, you know where they can come. They can always come to North Carolina. They we don't do those kind Charlotte. of things in North Carolina. No, we do not. And Charlotte is the second largest banking hub in the United States, and we will welcome them. I I hear we have some uh, vacant office space downtown. That Quite a bit. We yeah. will happily so so you guys, um, if you're listening to this little small show that only serves Iredell County and North Mecklenburg and for some reason, you happen to come on down, connect with my office, and we will happily get you in touch with the folks that you need to to move away from that oligarchy. Yes. In New York. Your I mean, taxes will be lower. Yeah. Your business environment will be more favorable. And yeah. our people will not sue you um, for uh, the kind of crap that you see in New York. Absolutely. So now that we talk about that, I guess another kind of like duh that came out of this poll is the governor's race. So it seems like... Um, Interesting enough, Mark Robinson still solid with 53% of the uh, choices for the likely Republican voters. But Dale Falwell, has, who has actually gained the endorsement of Scenic, the state uh, employees group, and the News and Observer, which I wonder if the... If it was very hard for the News and Observer to actually write an endorsement of a Republican, I'd, I was shocked. <laughs> my, guess, my guess is they had Chat GPT write it because I doubt anybody on the staff there could have actually written it. <laughs> was there like tears in the keyboard as they were typing through? Like, can't believe. I'm Ms. sure. Dorsen, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, News and Observer. I'm kidding. Um, I'm but, not. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You can make that. I'm not. I just, it was just interesting to see that 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 they he had gotten the endorsement. I, I know, obviously, in a Republican primary, so that's kind of where they landed. But 29 percent, which is getting close to that. Well, not really close, but I mean, if he, if Dale continues to uh, gain steam on this, then it looks like we could go to a runoff. But I don't know. I mean, I keep saying that it will, but maybe that's just me yeah, trying to put some spice into the race. I think that if Bill Graham was not in it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that 18% he's pulling, I think is going to be, I think the, the amount he's pulling is going to keep it from a runoff yeah. uh, because Mark Robinson has a solid base of support that's well into the upper thirties, low forties and, you know, runoffs only come if nobody gets over 30. Yeah. So I don't, I, I would be shocked if we went in any kind of runoff there. I mean, it yeah. would be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, but I think Bill Graham's playing, uh, maybe a little bit of a spoiler there. Yeah. Um, in that you could, you could feasibly see Dale Falwell maybe make a move and actually win that, but I'm not sure we can get to a, You'd probably need one more person in the race. Yeah. So you know who's a good person to ask about this? Who? A guy that's kind of a big deal. Real. App- <laughs> Representative Jason Sane. Yes. Up next. Representative Jason Sane. He will be calling in in our next segment. You're yeah. listening to We're Just Saying. Stay with us. We'll have more of We're Just Saying with NC Senator Vicki Sawyer after this short break on 1059 100.7 WSIC. It's We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Glad to be part of our show, 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, X, and LinkedIn. As we foreshadowed um, going into the break, we do have a, a special guest on the show today. Obviously, um, very familiar to our WSIC yeah. News listening audience, Representative Jason Sane. How are you today, sir? Man, I am doing fantastic. When I checked the video feed earlier, I saw you were representing uh, UNC Charlotte very well. So kudos uh, to you for that. Go Niners. Uh, incredible basketball team running right now. I know you both are Niners. So go Niners. Go Niners. Uh, and it's great to be on with my good friend, Senator Vicki Sawyer. I am, I'm actually thrilled today to talk to you guys. It's been a funny week. Uh, I mean, if you watch Twitter and uh, and see all the uh, all the uh, armchair quarterbacks and prognosticators and uh, radical rights and crazy lefts. I mean, what a time to be alive! Yeah. It is in the home stretch, and it really is just it, it just it just makes you sit back, proud to be American. I tell you what, when you can go out and see these, but you know, Jason, obviously, you you as um, you know as, as you know a, a key leader inside of the North mm-hmm. Carolina legislature, um, key leader inside the Republican caucus, you're keeping track of races all across the state, um, not only in your local area. You, of course, are fortunate enough not to have a, a primary going right now uh, because you are just so beloved there in the uh, great county in great sure. Lincoln County. But talk to a little bit about sort of how you are seeing things shape up for, you know, Republicans overall um, in races across the state, you know, um, from a North Carolina House standpoint. I know you're keeping track of the Senate, but what are some of the trends you're seeing and sort of, you know, prognostications you might make about the uh, coming primary? Yeah, no, well, so uh, Senator Sawyer, I can't call it Senator Sawyer. It's just Vicky. It's just Vicky. Vicky was spot on a while ago when she's talking about the gubernatorial race. I mean, it's starting. It is really starting to become a race, right? So, you know, I'm a I'm a primary voter, like a lot of your listeners, and and I'm getting the mail. Um, I've seen some some, quite frankly, some pretty good hits on on the front runner, which is Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Um, you know, I'm not telling you who I'm voting for, but 
but it's interesting and I've got friends in the race, right? So friends, plural. Uh, but you look at that and I think Bill Falwell is starting to land some punches, right? And it's, um, and it's curious too, to watch what the Lieutenant governor has now started doing. He's, he's endorsing all these races and, and the problem with that is he's endorsed against incumbents. Um, mm-hmm. that, that leaves some hurt feelings. So if he were to win, uh, the primary and, and then uh, let's assume he wins the, the governor's race, um, then he's got to go deal with the legislature that he's, he's, you know, quite frankly, put, put his thumb on the scale for some of these folks. And that's going to be an interesting thing to see how that plays out. Shooting win the primary. But, I, but this 30% measure uh, is something to watch because, you know, with, with, you know, arguably low turnout because Trump doesn't have a race. It's not a, it's not a, it's really not an interesting uh, presidential primary, which was kind of the intent of moving it up to March on presidential years anyway. So there's not as much interest in that. So it's really who's got the better ground game, right? It's not about, it's not really about endorsements. It's not really about um, any of it. Not, it's not who's winning the Twitter wars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I fought the Twitter wars and, and the Cold War and the Cola Wars, <laughs> and, and I still think Coke won. But, but nevertheless, <laughs> you know, all that's a bunch of noise. It's who's going to the polls. And, and so that 30% threshold and a lot of these primaries where they're kind of you know, just you got so many people running and so many people that have been around for a while uh, politically. Um, it, it could get interesting. Now, you know, I, I like Vicky could just be you know, hoping it's more interesting because I'm a student of politics and I, I'd like to see it be more interesting. But but I do think that, that things are starting to to shake up a little bit. Uh, you're looking at the lieutenant governor's race. You got you know friends all over the place in that. You know, I I, I tend toward. Uh, three of those folks who were all good friends, Deanna Ballard, uh, Jeffrey Elmore, and, and Hal Weatherman, I think those are the three leaders, and that could be wrong, but I, I think that's what's happening from, from the people, at least I talked to in Lincoln County. Uh, that seems to be where they're following, Deanna being a, a Lincoln County native, uh, Jeffrey being Wilkesboro close by, and Hal's been you know, all over in North Carolina politics for a long time. So I, that, that's, I, won't, I won't dare guess what's going to happen there. My guess is, other than to say it, it's probably going to be a runoff. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little tougher because there's so many people in. Uh, you go down ballot, you've got some, some, some other races that are interesting. My, my, my friend Jeff Tart uh, has got a, 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 you know interesting race for auditor, but there's other folks that I know that I'm friends with. I've endorsed Tart, but, but, but you know, uh, Dave Bullock's a good guy. I mean, you, you've just got so many people and, and with so little interest in, uh, in, I shouldn't say little interest, but little turnout so far. It's it's really hard to guess, and then you get to the state house races. Uh, you know, there in Iredell, you've got uh, Jeff McNeely has a, a primary race um, that's going on. Uh, Galena has been, you know, a, a, you know, pillar in the community, and, and Jeff's been a longtime county commissioner, and then then uh, and then serving the state house. So that that one gets close, and you know, there's not a lot of accurate polling going on in these smaller races. Uh, you go next door to uh, Cabarrus County, uh, which is one of the races I was kind of talking about. The Lieutenant Governor weighing in uh, for for Brian Echeverria, who's a who was a failed candidate in 2022. Uh, you know, raised a lot of money, but then couldn't get across the finish line. Lost to Diamond State and Williams. Crutchfield's come in, done a fabulous job as a, as a freshman leader in the House, um, and that's why I'm backing. So I, you know, I'm really mm-hmm. my bias here, uh, just because I, I I know what a winner looks like, and and he's won. Um, but you know that that could be closer than it needs to be. Uh, and then, and look, and then, you know, if, if whoever wins, I've got to work within the house to find a way to do that. Um, so you've got, you've got really pockets in and around our area, our listening area, uh, in the Lake Norman area of, of some really interesting races. And let's not mention, or let's do mention 
the uh, the 10th district race. Right. Uh, Gray Mills, my seatmate in Raleigh. I love him. Uh, I think he'd make a great congressman. But, you know, you got an upstart. The guy's running multiple districts, so he's no stranger running for office. Uh, that's going to be close, I think, uh, just, just because it's a, you know open seat and you got two guys who've raised some money and put money on the television and, and they're competitive. So um, that, that, that's what's happening. And it's, um, it, it is, you know, and then you go down the ballot and the county commission races. I know, Iredell, you guys have, have uh, a number of people running there. I plan to be at your Lincoln Day dinner tonight, uh, at least for a little while until I get bored of the speeches and I might duck out because uh, <laughs> I've heard them all before. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm looking forward to at least the, the socializing prior to, right? So it's, you, you, it is, if you're a fan of politics and you, and you watch this stuff, it is like, you know, we're coming up on the Super Bowl here in just a couple of days. Right. That's right. And it was interesting that you hit on that point about a statewide candidate who's endorsing in local races. Um, I know that uh, Mark Robinson endorsed uh, in our NC10 district race, and that really turned off a lot of Iredell County voters. And I think you're seeing that um, at the, you know, in support for Gray because, um, and also pulling that support away from Mark Robinson. Maybe that's some of the things that we're seeing in that polling. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of these things have consequences, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that, that uh, you know, they're using the same consultant, right? That's that, that's a good down to what it really is, right? Yeah. They're using the same consultant. And so it's easy for the consultant to say to two of his clients, saying, hey, why don't you endorse my guy here? And it really helped me out. Well, okay, that's fine. But what voters see is, you know, they interpret that much differently. And 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 I, I've heard it, you've heard it. Um, look, Gray Mills has been, you know, He's a he's a hometown guy, right? He's a Morrisville guy. Um, you know, Jennifer, his wife. Everybody knows Jennifer. Uh, they're well liked, well loved. I, I don't know that if Gray Mills has an enemy, I don't know who it is, right? right? Because right. because he's just he's just a good dude. Yes. And then when you come in and 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 you and you put your thumb on the scale for his opponent, who's an unknown quantity, mm-hmm. who hasn't voted on anything to to date. Right. And Gray's been, you know, fighting the good fight has and, and oh by the way, voted for budgets that increase the lieutenant governor's staff and you go and, and, and weigh in against them. It just really does make you scratch your head. And then voters see that. And and I've I've gotten a lot of questions about that. And I don't know how that plays going into the general. Let's say he wins, right? And I don't know how support, you know, filters out after that. I've talked to a lot of members been in Raleigh this week. They've not been been terribly uh, thrilled with that action mm-hmm. uh, in that race and in the and in the uh, House races where he's, where he's played a part. So, I, I you know, it, when you know it's going to be a difficult election come November, mm-hmm. it's just you wonder why, why one would do this. Yeah. So my uh, mentor in politics, other than you, Representative Sane, is Sarah Hare Tice, longstanding um, respected woman in Iredell County politics. Sure. And she preached to me one thing. She said, the best way to lose your race is to put and get in on another race. And I have taken that very seriously. And I think that's where Mark Robinson is looking at if he continues to to endorse in these competitive races against sitting House members. Yeah, well, and and look, let's let's not you know miss the elephant in the room, right? I mean, there's some statements out there, things have been said. I was sitting I was sitting with a group of Jewish businessmen in Charlotte. We had, we had been working on some uh, anti-Semitic an- ed- education opportunities in, in the city of Charlotte and, 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 and university. And we're having dinner that night. And, and these are all guys I've you know, known for a long time. And, and they're Republicans. 
and legit asking the question to me, like, hey, tell us about this. Uh, these statements have been made. What, what's your take on it? And, and you know, look, I'm, I, I said, look, I, I don't know the full extent of what's been said. I, I, I you know, I, I, I know the guy, like the guy. Uh, he, you know, to me, at least he's, he's been fine to work with. Uh, but but that's that's hanging out there. Right. And then when you when you when you when you take an endorsement, right, you you a lot of times take their baggage, too. Right. And so that's that's, gonna, you know, as that goes into the to the general election, uh, it, it could as much weaken a candidate as it as it might strengthen them in a primary. It could also be weakening them into the future. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I don't I don't go out for, for me personally when when I do have opponents try to try to get a bunch of endorsements because they are problematic, uh, you know, it's well, well, some people may love that person. You know, there's probably still a pocket of people who don't particularly like them. So uh, it, it becomes, it, it kind of goes both ways. Now, you and I both have, have endorsed Catherine Truitt, right, mm-hmm. for, for right. Uh, superintendent. Uh, love the job she's done. I've seen this smear campaign over the last week. It's been nuts. And, yeah. and you know, and it's all a bunch of lies. But, you know, Thank here you. we are. Thank you for saying that because (laughs) (laughs) that's been the fun on Twitter. And so thank you for uh, uniting with me and your love for Catherine Truitt. So representative Jason saying, always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you for calling in and uh, keep us, uh, keep us in mind whenever you have some uh, additional insights on the election, you're always welcome on this show. Absolutely. Well, love talking to y'all. Take care. Take care. You're listening to we're just saying on WSIC news radio. We'll be right back. with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on the way from 105.9-100.7 WSIC. Now back to We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 105.9-100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Glad to be part of our show, 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, social media, YouTube, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, all points in between. Great insight. Um, always love hearing from Representative Jason Sane, but a lot of really cool insight there about, you know, sort of the nature of politics in North Carolina and endorsements, especially because, you know, you've talked about it before. Endorsements are problematic. And, yeah. you know, and, and I think what we're seeing right now, is, as Representative Sane pointed out, we're seeing that in a couple of races right mm-hmm, now. Absolutely. And now we do a lot of times on the show talk to other electeds and other people uh, who are in the political sphere or in our bubble. But today I want to invite someone on the show that is a primary voter who has voted probably every primary that I can remember um, and is uh, resides in North Iredale as a farmer. Uh, his name is Doug Holland. And so uh, he was talking to me about things that are important to him as a voter and how he's choosing candidates. And I said, you know what? I think people who aren't in the bubble, who aren't elected, need to hear from someone who is going to be and is a primary voter. So I asked him to join the show, and I think he's on the other line. Doug, are you here with us now? I am. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome to the show, Doug Holland. Is If you have been around Iredell County politics, you're no stranger. Uh, that name is, is not new to you, but uh, you do not hold an elected office, and you are a farmer in North Iredell. And so for those of us who don't know you, Doug, kind of give a little bit of your background and, and your perspective and where you're coming from. 
Well, as you said, I, I'm a farmer, and uh, I've, I've lived in this county all my life. I, I've voted, and ever since I got old enough to vote, I, I was taught that uh, voting is your, one of your primary rights, and, and you need to participate in it if you're going to be able to complain about your elected officials. So <clears throat> I certainly I've always tried to vote. Uh, outside of that, I've been very involved in Farm Bureau, uh, uh, we get involved in lobbying for a, a lot of different issues, but uh, we have, uh, over the last several years, the last several elections, we've held uh, candidate forums here in the county, and I, I found that to be uh, very interesting and uh, helping people decide who, who to vote for for the issues. Um, yeah, and you did a great job so, as, as pulling that together as one of the organizers for that, and so you've had a lot of time, seat time, listening to us bloviate, politi politicians bloviate about how we're going to fix your life. But before you kind of tell us what you're looking for, describe yourself politically. Are you, I'm going to laugh when I say this, are you progressive? <laughs> 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 how would you define yourself not, politically? <laughs> not hardly. I, I would define myself politically as conservative. Progressively conservative, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, progressively conservative. Yeah, I think he's just to the right of Attila to hunt on some mm -hmm. things. <laughs> no problem there. No, not a bit. <laughs> um, and now when you've been listening uh, to these Farm Bureau forums and then being out in the community, what is important to you when you're looking at someone that not only are you going to vote for, but you're going to actively ask your community and your friends and your church members to vote for too? What do you look at in a candidate? Well, I think you first have to look at the character of the candidate. Um, you you want someone who has a strong character, uh, and and I'm not saying anything about the candidates in general. Most of them do have good character, um, but you also want a candidate that's experienced, um, and and not just experience. You, the type of experience they've had in their life, uh, I think, plays a a big part in how they vote and uh, how they're going to handle certain situations as they come up. Um, I know you, uh, Jason Sane just mentioned uh, the 84th House District we've got here in North in Iredell County, uh, John Galena versus Jeff McNeely. I think this race kind of makes you look at, at how to vote for a candidate more than a lot of different races we have right now. Um, on one side, you've got an experienced politician. On the other, you've got a guy that's never running, held a political office. And, uh, you know, I know both of these gentlemen personally. They're good guys. I think they got good character, both of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, in our forum, you could tell a lot of difference in how they answered the questions. Um, it's no secret, Mr. Glena has made an issue of Representative Benelli not reaching out to local officials. Uh, one of the issues he raised was the bill, and I, I know you supported it, but mm -hmm. was how our uh, board of elections are chosen here. Mm -hmm. um, he had said that Representative Benelli didn't reach out to local officials. Well, on the other side of that, you know, he's he's made an issue of how that's being chosen, but mm -hmm. the bill actually improved it a lot over our previous way we did it the under the previous bill you know our local elected board our election board was chosen by a party chairman mm -hmm. uh, that's not someone elected by the voters it's elected you know it's someone chosen by a handful of people mm -hmm. uh, and on the state level it changed it from 
being largely controlled by the governor, whoever, whichever party's in the governor, mm-hmm. has a majority on both those boards. Mm-hmm. So the new bill changed all that. You know, it actually made made it better where it's chosen by our elected uh, local officials, mm-hmm. being our, our House representatives and, and you, Senator Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And then on the state level, it took a power away from the governor. He no longer can put a majority on that state board of elections and our local board but you know it's it's evenly split so it's actually made it a lot better and i think the decisions that come out of it will be a lot more fair yeah and i do want to um, put a little sauce on that too because as from the inside of that that particular piece of legislation um the way the way myself and representative mills setzer and mcneely have approached certain things is that we try to divide and conquer so when um you know when that bill was happening i was on the phone with our elections director and in email and talking gray mills as the chair of the elections committee was on the phone you know uh, talking and trying to figure out and making sure what was good for iredell so if a particular representative didn't specifically call something, it doesn't mean that they weren't involved. It just means that we divided up our labor and try to conquer those certain and different areas. So when it comes to farming, per se, I reach out to Representative McNeely because that's not necessarily uh, in my bailiwick, but it is in his, right? So we, and Representative Mills, he's an attorney by trade. So when it comes to like legalese stuff, I reach out to Representative Mills and he's the one that then is charged to um, kind of figure that out for all of us and we communicate and we work together as a team. So I just kind of wanted to put that yeah. out there too. The inside baseball of that is, is that we all work together <laughs> for the betterment of Iredell. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think all of you guys have experience and you bring something different to the table, but, but then again, you look at these two candidates, um, Representative McNeely probably didn't reach out because he's been involved in that process. He's been a, a member of the party for several years. He's worked in the, as a county commissioner on the local side, and, and he's worked on the state government side. So he, he knows the problem already. Mm-hmm. He knows the issues of it. And, you know, he's able to craft a bill and look forward. You know, you, the problem with a lot of the, a lot of laws that go into effect the general public doesn't see all the things that goes into that. I, mean, I know, David, you know it. Vicki, you know it because you've been involved in it. Mm-hmm. I've been down to the General Assembly enough to know it's not a, a simple process anymore. Um, the things that we that, that we come up with are far more complicated today. And it part of it's because we have so many laws on the books. I mean, you, you've got to look at a lot of different things from a economic standpoint to a legal standpoint, and it's not it's not simple cut and dry anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where experience plays into it. You know, you've got an experienced candidate that knows that. You know, and you got a, a candidate not saying anything bad about him, but he's not never been involved in politics or uh, local government in any way. It's, it's hard to just step into that arena and be able to, to govern and do the things that needs to be done for the citizens of our county. Yeah, and I know you're looking at that specific race, but we're also, you can, everything that you just said can also be looked at the NC10 race between Gray Mills and Pat Harrigan, right? I mean, you got a candidate who understands the inside. Is that something that is, you're using that same logic in that race as well? Absolutely. Uh, Gray Mills has been a great representative. Uh, 
I don't think you can and knock his voting record at all. He's voted the right way. As far as conservative person for Idle County, he's he's done the right thing. And he's going to continue to do that when he gets to the U.S. Congress. He's going to be there. He's going to vote the right way. He's going to do the things that need to be done for the citizens of this, this country, our state, and our county. Uh, you know, I, we hear a lot of talk about today about term limits and, uh, oh, he's a career politician. Well, you know, I used to look at things that way, but in today's world, experience does count because I'm telling you, these votes are not black and white always. There's a lot more complicated things that goes into the voting for something. Uh, it takes a lot more research, a lot more experience to be able to make the right decision because it's the decisions you make today are going to have effects down the road. Yeah, so I always uh, like to put that very plain English. When I have a surgical procedure, I don't ask to who is the first guy that just graduated out of <laughs> surgery school or medical school. I, I want the new kid who's going to break all the rules and, and not know how a surgery works. That's not what I say at all, right? I want a qualified, experienced surgeon to handle my care. And that's what I think of is when we t look at, you know, experience and sounds like what you're saying is that it matters because you want a qualified uh, politician to be able to navigate the system for the betterment of your community. Absolutely. When you, when you look at the current team we have being you, Vicki Sawyer, in the House, we've got Representative McNeely, Gray Mills, of course, is leaving. Mitchell Setzer, um, all of you guys have some of the same characteristics. You come from business background. You've been very involved in the community. So you know the issues. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the House and in the Senate both, it takes time to build relationships. And all of you guys have done that. And that's part of the reason why you've got to the positions of chairs of, of different committees. You, you've been put on committees, and now you're you're put into a position of chairmanship. Mr. McNeely is chair of the House Ag Committee. That's very important to me. Very important to Iroquois County farmers and basically all of Western North Carolina farmers because we haven't had one of those in 75 years. Uh, so that's huge for the farming community. Absolutely. Um, Doug Holland, thank you so much for your time and for calling in, brother. We really do appreciate it. we got to hit the break, but thank you again for calling in. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to WSSE News Radio. We'll be right back. It's We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Glad to be part of the show, 844-STUDIO-4, still streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, X, and LinkedIn. Yes. Great perspective from yeah. uh, Doug Holland. If you, if anybody who knows him knows, I mean, really uh, thoughtful guy, deliberative guy, mm -hmm. has been involved in Iredell County politics for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, really great perspective to, to hear. You know, because like you said, he's not in the the day to day bubble of politics like a lot of the uh, right. like a lot of folks, and but he's really involved and understands you know politics at the local level and the state yeah. level and national level. Yeah, and also uh, I'd like to. Take this moment for a story of redemption. Oh, really? You yeah. have a story of redemption? Well, kind of a little bit. And no, we're just to uh, talk about the character of Doug and, and how I respect him. Because when I first met Doug, do you remember when we first met Doug? I do remember when I first met Doug. 
his shining face was on a negative mailer <laughs> against me in my first primary. And I love reminding him of that all the time. But I'm sure that you do. <laughs> I know. But, you know, he again, he wanted experience. So I would bring that up because at that point I was unexperienced and my opponent was experienced in Raleigh and had been there for 17 years. And so this um, is... A tune, I guess a, a credit to Doug that this is something that he has always looked at mm -hmm. when he is um, choosing his candidates. And uh, I'm glad that he was wrong on that one. <laughs> I made it through. Well, because, I mean, I always appreciate people that are consistent and stand by their convictions. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something to be commended. Right. Um, and obviously it worked out in this instance. You know, yeah. it may not have, right? I mean, you, you could have been a crapshoot. You may not have been able to get down there and do well, but yeah. you did, which yeah. is good. You've done well for Iredell County. And what you've seen is Doug stays consistent, stay, right. you know, and is a supporter. But it's interesting to me, you know, we, we talk about the career politician thing, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think Doug raised a great point of, um, you know, you want people who are experienced. But like, what... What is the threshold to become a career politician? Like, how long do you, because like once you're elected, you are now a politician. You have a career as a politician. So mm -hmm. how long can you serve before you're no long, before you become, you're not a career politician? Like how many terms is this? Is it one term? Is it two terms? I mean, like I've always been fascinated by okay, what's the threshold. Okay. If you're going to tell me you don't like career politicians. Okay. What's your threshold? When is it okay for me now not to be a politician? Cause I don't want to be a career one, mind you. Yeah. So what's my threshold? How many years is, can you just give me what my threshold is? I don't know. That's a great <laughs> question. No, well, I, mean, I, I was just... trying to think of something quippy back to say, but you know, if we look at any other career, like you have a career, I mean, but you changed your career. So now are you a former career banker? I I guess so. All I right. mean, of course, I don't know if I ever qualified as an actual banker. I worked at a bank, but oh. I don't think, I never got to like, I never, they never let me handle money. The money? You didn't <laughs> they never to like, handle the money? Well, for a long time when I've told people I worked for a bank, they were like, are you like a teller? I was like, well, no, that's, I'm not at all. I couldn't make change if you, tr if you, tell, you know, if I tried. David doesn't do math. No, David does not, not do, do math. math. But yeah. I think, but I think it's ultimately a fair question to ask. It's like, look, you, you want, and you think you brought it a, a great point. You know, do you want the kid that's fresh out of medical school operating? on you or do you want the guy that's been doing it for 20 years yeah because there's something to be said for that right and the legislative process you know and i think doug pointed out as well is not a simple process mm -hmm. it is a complicated process of building relationships building coalitions working through bureaucrats and mm -hmm. trying to come to a sensible solution you can actually get enacted into law it is right. painfully slow to get these things done you do not have the ability to craft those relationships understand the legislative process build your credibility in the span of one term right. or two terms it takes you at least two terms before you even have remotely the capability to be effective mm -hmm. in raleigh because you don't have seniority you have a people who have been there for a lot longer who have no need or reason to listen to you because they understand the process. They have accumulated the relationships. They have established the credibility to do the job. That mm -hmm. can only take place through experience and through time. That's right. And if you just want somebody new going in every single time, you're just asking for problems. Well, you're asking to turn your government over to lobbyists and to the staffers. And we've said, talked about that before on our show. If you continually change over your electeds and they don't have that institutional knowledge and the power that goes along with that institutional knowledge and you continue refreshing that, then staffers are going to be the ones who control the entire process along with the lobbyists. So experience matters. It absolutely does. Um, speaking of following up, uh, we've been doing speaking of experience. You've been having experience with the DMV, <laughs> oh, got the oversight joy. committee hearings that are getting ready to come up. So what's going on with the DMV? Well, when you guys send emails asking for help with the DMV, I want you to know, not only do we try to get them to help you, we are listening and understanding 
um, of those things. And um, we are going to do a joint legislative oversight committee. And um, that means that we are going to put these questions that you have asked in front of the uh, secretary or, or sorry, the commissioner of the DMV, also with his top management of the DMV. And we're going to ask those questions like, why has it taken 10 years and $90 million and you still are using a 60-year-old programming? Right. Why is it that um, we continue to invest, but yet you are not using the tools that we have given you in order to modernize or in order to deliver a better service? Why is it that you keep touting all of these things that you're going to do and yet it never gets done? And so next week, it's, it'll be a little bit weedy, but if you want to... Um, put that in a um, nutshell, we're just going to ask the hard questions to people who are under oath and um, we will absolutely do it. But I do believe we have a caller on the line named Valerie. Yeah, absolutely. Valerie. Hi, you're almost Senator Sawyer. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my comment is about voting. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I spoke with a friend of mine who's handicapped and someone has to take her and she does the drive up parking. And she said, uh, voting, she said she noticed that a lot of people, not just this time, but in the past, mm -hmm. when she goes to vote, that she sees people going in on walkers and canes. And she said to me this morning, she said, I don't think that a lot of handicapped people realize that they can vote from their car. Mm. So uh, I know you can vote early and you can um but and that's great too. But I wanted you all to announce that. Let the public know you can vote from your car because we want everyone to go vote. Thank and that's you. my comment. I love it, Valerie. <laughs> Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you for calling. Uh, you have you all guys have a blessed day and appreciate you very much. Yes, you I am. the same. And I want to make a note about that calling too, or that, that caller and about the voting. So if you are disabled, they do have um, you drive your car up and there's a uh, curbside voting is what they call it. Curbside voting, kind of like an old curbside hop, but curbside voting. And um, someone will uh, have an electioneer or election uh, worker come from the inside and they will bring the ballot out to you. They generally stand out there and uh, watch you fill out the ballot. While you're there, you should not be approached by anyone in electioneering. So in other words, if it's a candidate or a candidate committee, um, they should not be telling you how to vote or in your ear. You should be completely safe from that. So, hey, maybe even if you don't want to go through the gauntlet of people electioneering, just stay in your uh, car and you can do curbside voting. Um, and then that is a safe and effective way to uh, for folks who have mobility issues to vote. And also, if you just have phobia issues of all of those electioneering folks coming after you, you can stay in there and vote too. So thank you so much, Valerie, for that. I'm uh, glad you called in. Absolutely. So in the last few minutes, let's jump in. We got oh got to get got to get our rated X in. So you've obviously Aww. you've made it. So you have absolutely made it. You know, a lot of people work for a very long time. You know, Representative Jason Sane has some steady what we call trolls okay. who consistently come after him and just love to come after him. He engages with. It's pretty pretty funny if you've never seen. It. But you have made it. You now have a professional troll that yes. has been going after Jason Sane. Now coming after after you. Congratulations. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yay. Exactly. So we're All not going right. to mention the name, but it is, it, 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 it just, if you go on the pages, you, you can probably quickly ascertain <laughs> who we're talking about. Uh, sh the, she, her, them queen of mean, I guess is what we'll go here. But what did you get hit with? She, her, them queen of mean. <laughs> 
That's a good one, David. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just, you know, you know, I, I try. I try. <laughs> well, you said, you heard last week that I talked about, uh, our, and just recently with Representative saying the reason why I'm supporting Catherine Truitt, and I gave her positives and then a negative from um, the other side. And so that gained the ire of the, would you say she, her, she, them, her, them, queen of mean, she, her, them, <laughs> queen of mean uh, on Twitter to come after me. So first of all, the, uh, I did not tweet anything about this, but uh, Catherine Superintendent Truett had, you know, taken a snippet of my my comments about her in the race and put it out there. So that was the beginning. Oh, very nice. That See, was I love the it. Beginning of it, like God forbid. Um, so it's just always so funny to me. Like, you know, I just called someone out for not saying things that were accurate, <laughs> and um. <laughs> But it's okay for them to do it, right? Oh, well, it's naturally, <laughs> <Okay>. naturally. <laughs> so, um, so they said, uh, let's say, oh, first of all, it starts with a slam on our radio show. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. That obviously they listen to. Well. <laughs> you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make fun of your radio show that I, I just happen to listen to. WSIC <laughs> is a 100-year-old station that has a local flair, and we do local stuff. Yeah. So if you want to measure metrics on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, fine. But the purpose of the show is to talk to voters and constituents in Iredale County and the surrounding locations to bring Raleigh to them. Yep. That's the purpose. So I don't really care about the metrics because yeah. I'm reaching the people that I want to reach. But anyways... So my show was streamed six days ago with 16 views. At Senator Sawyer, you're a regular Joe Rogan. Oh, and don't, and and many rolling on the floor crying laughing yeah. emoji. See, that's what that's what amplifies it, right? Like <laughs> if they're really gonna get you, it's got it's got to have the laughing rolling on the floor laughing emoji. Uh -huh. Say burn, Vicky. Put some aloe on that burn. I know you're feeling it. But seriously, if you're gonna call someone a liar, best be prepared to back it up. Ooh. You sound like a pedo sympathizer. Oh my gosh. Vicky with an eye. Just stop. <laughs> Do your job. Protect children. Wow. And then rolling on the floor laughing emojis. Yeah. See, I don't think that goes. I don't. Protect children. Ha 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 ha. Rolling yeah. on the floor laughing emojis. Like, I feel like that you missed the boat there, like messaging wise, right? Yeah. It's like, protect children. Rolling on the floor laughing yeah. emoji. Wait a I just don't feel like that goes. I mean, you know, if you're going to be a professional muckraker and go yeah. after people, at least get your emojis right. I mean, that's got to be, that should be angry face or, or, or finger wagging or something. Not rolling on the floor laughing. God bless. Man. Do your job right. Good Lord. Well, I just, I'm proud of you. I got to say, Thank I'm proud you. of you, man. So she, her, them, queen of mean has now come after you. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm sure I'll enjoy this weekend with all of the fun Oh, stuff. I can't wait to see what comes all next. Right. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> We'd say we'll make her famous, but obviously since nobody listens, <laughs> she yeah. just, we can't do that. <laughs> You're listening to We're Just Saying. We'll be back. <laughs> Serving you better than ever before. 105.9, 100.7, WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.